Good morning. Merry Christmas. Praise God. The Lord is good. Amen. May the Lord bless you today. Amen. We'd like to welcome you. Uh, 38 and a half year of Christmases. <laughs> and we just, we're excited to be here. We're excited about everything that's going to happen. And we just wanted to personally come out and say we love you. We welcome you. We're going to have a great service today. I'm excited about singing and preaching. My wife wanted to say hi. Hello, everybody. I'm so glad to see you here today. What a great way to start Christmas yes. is in the house of God. Yes. Amen. It's so wonderful. <laughs> Thank God for this wonderful place. I love this building. I love this church. I love all of you. God bless you, and let's enjoy celebrating yes. the birth of our Lord. Amen. Amen. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see Beauty that made this heart adore you Hope of a life spent with you Here I am to worship Here I am to bow down here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. King of all days, so highly exalted. Glorious in heaven above Humbly you came to the earth you created All for love's sake became more Here I am to worship Here I am to bow down Here I am to say 
Be seated. Yonder breaks a 
You guys can stand and sing with us this morning.
Luke 1. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there were no guest rooms available for them.
And there were shepherds of the young fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. Well, we have three candles here. I first asked them if they would uh, put 2,000 candles here, but they said it would be a little difficult. So we'll just put three, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Uh, 
just to remind us this is all about Jesus. It's not Frosty, not Rudolph. It's all about Jesus. Always has been about Jesus and will always be about Jesus. So, since it's his birthday or almost his birthday, whatever day it was, join with me. Let's sing it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. All right, now... If the, if the angels just blow this out without me doing it, we really know the Spirit of the Lord is here. But minus that, I'm going to do it. Blow. Come on, Freddie, blow. There we go. Praise God. What we will have, we, uh, we will have this divided up uh, and available uh, after service, it'll be in the coffee shop. You can go ahead and take it, Donnie. And then we have uh, a bunch of cupcakes that will be at each of the front and side doors. Also, in addition to that, just a little bit of treat uh, at the end of the service. So you will be glad to have that. Praise God. All right. Up. Oh, let me get my notes. Thank you, sweetie. You don't mind, let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning for the great privilege we have of celebrating your birth. Thank you, Lord. And I ask you for the power of the Holy Spirit to be with us and upon us. Thank you, Lord. What a joyous time of the year when we can remember what you did for us. And I ask you for the power of the Holy Spirit as I preach now, Lord. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You know, we began this series uh, three weeks ago. First of all, we talked about the first witnesses, Zachariah and Elizabeth and then Mary and Joseph. And then the week after that, Brother Ben preached on uh, how the shepherds were giving the birth announcement of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then last week, Brother Freddie preached a powerful word on uh, how the wise men came. And how they honored and worshipped. And we learned how to worship the King of Kings. And what I want to share with you today is what I call, and it will be a brief message. I know the kids are all with us. But at the same time, it's an important word. I call it the greatest story ever told. It's a story of Christmas that is rarely told. Because what I want to share with you is, why did Jesus come? Christmas is always focused on the birth. But what I want to tell you and what I want to share with you from the Word is, why was He born? Why was He born that day in a manger? So what I want to explain to you about the greatest story ever told could be the the best love story ever told. But long ago, and we have to back up before the world was created, before the heavens and the earth were created, Almighty God, who was and who is and who is to come, who has all power, all authority, 
Almighty God, before the world was created, before we were here, before he spoke it into in existence, our heavenly father had a problem. He was a loving God. And yet he lacked someone to love as he loved. And it was his heart, his desire to love as he loved. Because he was a God of love. But there was a problem. And that was the only way. And he, he was all powerful. He could create anything. He had already created the angels. The angelic beings. But they could not love him. The way he desired to be loved. And the way he wanted to love. Because they were not created in his own image. The problem was, in order for it to be real love, there had to be choice. Without free choice, there is no real love. If someone forces you to love, there's really not much love. And so God wanted a created being that could have free choice and be willing to choose to love God as much as he loved them. But God understood with that free will choice came great problems. Because you see, if God gave mankind free will, then not only could he choose to love God, he could choose to rebel against God. He could choose to walk away from God. He could choose to be in total rebellion against God. So there was a great risk. But God was willing to take the risk. So... In order for there to be a choice, you have to be able to choose between good and evil. There's a verse that a lot of people have struggled with. It's in Isaiah chapter 45. It's in verse 7. It says this. It says, God is speaking. He says, I form the light and I create darkness. I make peace and I create evil. I, the Lord, do all of these things. A lot of people say, how in the world, why would God create evil? This is what he's talking about. You see, God knew that there would have to be the choice between good and evil. Good and evil. God and something that is evil. So God took a huge risk. He gave the angelic beings a one-time opportunity to choose God or not God. And there was one angel in particular, a high-ranking angel called Lucifer, that had lots of pride. It says he lifted his heart above all others. And he desired to be like the Most High. This is in Isaiah chapter 14. He wanted to be like the Most High God. And so given this free will choice for a one-time choice, Lucifer chose to rebel against God and try to be like God. And it tells us in the book of Revelation, one-third of the angels followed after Lucifer. 
And now he's no longer called Lucifer. He's now called Satan, which means the poisoner or the accuser. And now those one-third angels are now called demons because they rebelled against God. And there was a great war in the heavenlies. And Satan lost. I just want you to think about this just for a moment. God was willing to create chaos in the heavenly realm for one reason, and that is because He loved you and I before we were ever born. God wanted you to be able to love Him, and He wanted you to be able to have a choice. And in order for you to have a choice, God had to give you the opportunity between good and evil. And literally there was chaos, war in the heavenly realm. Satan lost, was cast down. Now the sage was set. Now God would create the heavens and the earth. I want you to know something about this world. The Bible tells us later in the book of Isaiah, it tells us the reason why this world was created and all the beauty and the majesty. It says this in verse 18, Chapter 45 says, For the Lord is God, and He created the heavens and the earth, and He put everything in place. Watch this. He made the world, what? To be lived in, not a place of empty chaos. I am the Lord, He says, and there is no other. God created the beauty of this world for one reason. It was not for the animals. It was for you and me. He said he created this amazing world to be lived in. God created a home for us before he created us. Wasn't that nice of God? Create a heaven and an earth and the systems and all the intricacies of this world for one reason. So that it would be inhabited. And then you see creation. From Genesis 1, 25, you see the creation of the world. But then in verse 26 and 27 and 28, God created what everything had been leading up to. He created us. Man, woman, created In his own image, it says. And when he created you and I, created men and women, he gave us free will. Something the angels must have looked at and thought, wow. They don't just have a one-time choice. They get to live their whole life freely choosing. They could love God In the same way that he loved them. But then we find a little bit later in chapter 2. What God knew could happen did happen. Man rebelled. He chose his own way. He chose to listen to Satan. He chose to listen to evil. And rebel against God. But you know. God had a plan of redemption. Long before man ever sinned. Isn't that amazing? Again, it, it tells us about His love for us. God was not caught offhand or uh, unprepared. God had a plan for our redemption before we ever sinned. 
Before the Garden of Eden ever happened, God had a plan. That's why it says Jesus was slain from the foundations of the earth, the plan of a Redeemer. You heard it as the children read the Scripture. It's in Luke chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. The angel said, Behold, don't be afraid, for a Savior is born. A Savior means one who saves. It means we needed a Savior. Christ the Lord, the Son of David, the Messiah, the Savior. God created us. But when he created us with the free will, he had a plan of redemption. And you see, that that leads us to three simple truths about the birth of Christ. And I know the world tries to tell us Christmas is other things, but the very first thing that I see about the birth of Christ, and that is it reminds me, That we need a Savior. Say that with me. The birth of Jesus reminds us we need a Savior. Why do you think the world works so hard at diverting your attention to gifts? And snowmen and reindeer and all kinds of other things. Why in the world does the world work so hard at getting us off of Jesus? Because here's the key. The world does not like to be reminded they need a Savior. The fact that Jesus was born a Savior tells us we need saving. That we have sinned, that we are sinful before God, that we are not complete in ourselves. We need a Savior. And there are some people that hate God so much. They don't like to be reminded that they have sin in their life. They want to be just like Adam did in the Garden of Eden. They want to be like God. They want to do their own thing. They don't want to be reminded that they need a Savior. And I just want to say to you, when you think about the birth of Jesus, tomorrow morning is celebrated as Christmas. Now, you and I probably know December 25th was probably not the day he was born. You understand that? Probably not. Uh, technically, uh, it was probably sometime in the April, you know, probably around Passover. But, you know, it really doesn't matter what day it was. I just rejoice and thank God that we can have a day, the world celebrates a day that he was born. And for that, I thank God. Thank God that we can take that, no matter what its origins are, no matter where it came from, the truth is we needed a Savior. And this is a time that we can remember Jesus came for one reason. He was born of a virgin. Why? He was born of a virgin so that He would not have the sin nature in Him. He was not born of Adam's blood. He was born with God's blood, incorruptible blood, ever-living He was born without sin because He came to die and shed His blood for you. So the birth of Christ, the birth of Jesus reminds us. It's a huge signal to the world 
You need a Savior. You have sin in your life. You are not complete. You are not okay. You are desperately in need of a loving God and the Savior that He has sent. The second thing that the birth of Jesus reminds me, and that is how much He loves us. Think what God risked. He allowed and created the possibility of war in heaven so you could have a choice between good and evil. He risked you rejecting God so much because He loved you. The depths of God's love for you is absolutely amazing that He would be willing to risk everything just so that you would have the opportunity to love God back. He did not want anyone to perish, but that all men would have a saving knowledge of Jesus. He wanted all men to be redeemed. He knew not everybody would receive. He knew that. But he wanted all people to have the opportunity. And I just want to say this. This is a hard life we live in. A lot of hard things happen. A lot of painful things happen. You know that. A lot of heartache. Around Christmas time, we always think of those that we've lost. The pain of losing someone is hard, especially around Christmas. But I want you to understand that even though we go through difficult times in this world, He still loves us. He loves us because He started loving us before the world ever began. His love is not based on our circumstances or our pain or our difficulties. His love is based on an eternal, everlasting love that He has for you and I, that He loved you so much that He gave His only begotten Son for you. He sent Him to be born of a virgin that day. He fulfilled Hundreds of prophecies so that you would know that this Jesus is a supernatural child. Grown up to be a supernatural, amazing God who then gave his life for us. And the last thing the birth of Jesus reminds me, and that is the birth of Jesus demands an answer from us. You see... If Jesus came to be our Savior, then it puts the question in front of us, are you going to accept Him as your Savior? You have to get comfortable with the reality that you need saving. That you have sinned, that you have fallen short of God's glory, that you are not complete in yourself and that you need a Savior. Now, I know the world tries to tell you you're fine, you're okay, man's all right, he does his own thing, you can do whatever you want. But you know deep in your heart that's not the truth. Deep in your heart you know there's an emptiness, a hole that only God can fill. And so the birth of Jesus reminds us that we need a Savior. The birth of Jesus reminds us how much he loves us. And the birth of Jesus demands an answer. 
in just a moment, I'm going to give you that opportunity to answer. You see, God says, heaven or hell, good or evil, God's way or your way, salvation or judgment, which will it be? God has made a way. He's made and given us the Savior. He's provided the way. Now we have to answer. Is He my Savior or not? And so I would like to ask each one of you. Is He your Savior? Is He your Savior? Have you made Him your Savior? You know, with Savior comes Lord. It's a submission of Him as Lord of our life when we allow Him to be our Savior. Can't separate the two. It comes hand in hand. Savior and Lord. Lord means He's boss. He runs the show. We do what He says and not what we say. And when it kind of gets against our way and we kind of get our feelings hurt and we're a little offended about the way things are going, we remember He's Lord, not us truth of it is in this life things don't go our way sometimes that's just the reality but he's good and he works all things for his plan he works all things for good if we will just keep focus on the fact that he loves you and you love him and you have been called according to his purpose God will work it all for good so again the birth of Jesus It demands an answer. Many of you here today, you've answered. You said yes. Yes. And not only that, you live every day with Him as Lord of your life. And you and I both know that's happened to you. It's the best thing that ever happened to you. (laughs) It's the best thing that ever happened to you. It's the greatest thing that ever happens to you. It gives you hope and peace. You're forgiven of sin. God comes in and takes residence inside of you. Lord of your life. Eternal life fills you with the Holy Spirit. Lives inside of you. It just goes on and on. All the amazing blessings. But it still demands a choice. That choice that he planned for before the creation of the world now is in your hands the choice that he planned war in the heavenlies so that you could have a choice sent his son to die cruel death on the cross so you can have a choice offered you everything so you could have a choice. He loves you that much. Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, what an amazing time of the year this is, Lord, when we can pause and remember all that you did for us. 
and how this is all about you. That you made a way for us to have a choice. And now, Lord, the Holy Spirit is speaking to hearts all over this room. Lord, you have brought some individuals here this morning. Lord, maybe they came to see their kids or their grandkids. Maybe they just decided to come to visit with some friends. Maybe they think this is just a decision to come. But in reality, we know that the Holy Spirit has them here today. And is telling them once again, deep in their hearts, your whole, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you in your heart. And he's saying today, you have a choice. Will he be your savior? Will you let him forgive you and wash you from all of your sin and then give you a brand new heart and let you live a brand new life? The choice is ours. This morning, I would like you to consider making Him Savior and Lord today. If you know that you need to do that, just ask if you would just to raise your hand. Anybody here, you know you need to make Him Lord of your life. Yes. Anybody else? Yes. A couple of answers, yes. A couple of hands, thank you. Yes, I see that hand up there. Anybody else? This is what I want to do. We're going to... Yes, thank you. Quite a few hands, people raised, because you know God has you. And I just want to say this. You know, the world talks about gifts for Christmas, but I want to tell you the best gift you could ever have is receive Jesus as Savior and Lord. Man, it's a, it's a present that you can't lose. Can't, won't rust. No one can take it. An amazing gift. Well, this is what I'd like to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you if you would just to stand to your feet. Worship team is going to sing. And as they sing, I'm going to ask you just to make, make your way out of your chair. Come right down here. Meet me right here. I want to pray with you. If you would be willing to receive him as your Lord and Savior, and you would just be willing to pray with me, just come on quickly. Come on down. If you raise your hand, quite a few raise your hand. Come on. Yeah, come on. If you'd just come right now, make him your Lord. Just pray with me about this. Come on. Holy Spirit, just draw the people of God. Thank you, young man. Amen. What's your name? Verdant. Awesome. Come on. Some others. Come on. Yeah. Hey, young man. How you doing? These your boys? Good. Hey, young lady. Anybody else? Young man. Praise God. Hallelujah. Young man. Hey. Praise God. This is your three. Hey, man. Praise God. Good. Anybody else? Got some more kids coming? Thank you for walking with your children. Amen. This is something. Hey, guy. 
Hey, we're, we're glad you came today. Amen. What's your name? Mark? Praise God. Good. Come on. Anybody else? Yes. Hey, that's all right. He won't let go of my hand. I'll just hang on. Come on. Hey, bless you, man. Anybody else? Before we pray. Before we pray. Come on. Old and young. Old and young. Thank you. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Got every age from young to old. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Hey, young man. Thank you for coming today. Take some courage to come down. Give your heart and your life to Jesus. All right. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to ask all of you to just pray out loud with me, okay? Here we go. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, I love you. I ask you to come into my heart and be my Savior. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me by your Holy Spirit. Declare, I declare you as Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Forgive me, Lord, when I've sinned. Come into my heart. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Make me a brand new person. Fill me, Lord. I need you, Lord. Live inside of me and be Lord of my life. I surrender to you, Lord. I will never be the same. Today, I am born again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. This is what I'd like you to do. Amen. This is Brother Freddie over here. They all disperse. If you have time, I'd like you to go with Brother Freddie. He has a Bible uh, and some things he'd like to give you. I know you, a lot of you are busy and for Christmas and all that. But if you have time, follow Brother Freddie. Otherwise, I love you. You're dismissed. In Jesus' name, praise God. I love you. Merry Christmas. Nothing can come against. No one can stand between us. God with us. God for us. Nothing can come against. No one can stand between us. God with us. God for us. Nothing can come against. No one. Sweet.